Yeah, everybody's saying, yeah, you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead, say it. But So we do have a few minutes just to testify. Let's just actually have some people who can testify one thing that God has done in year two. clarity in who he was and his nature and character for me that's what I learned in 2020 there you go new friends and and reintroducing of new friends amen anybody else good he's setting her free and giving her boldness to speak of him with the co-workers Rosa Revelation of his of of his nature to Rosa. Anybody else? Jean. Oh my! Did you hear that? He set her free of shame and guilt that she's cared for 45 years. It's high time. Yes, let's celebrate. We need to celebrate. Amen. How many seconds do I have before I start on live? Because we go live at, fi- at, at 5 o'clock. No, 11 o'clock. And uh, no, really. Oh, sorry, Linda. Is it true? Good morning. <laughs> For us that are in person, we know why that was so funny. It's because we started a little later than we should have, and we were waiting for somebody to speak. So we'll leave uh, Lynn's uh, uh, testimony for afterwards, but I want to welcome you to uh, Living Hope. My name is Pastor Mona Stephen, and today we are starting a new series called Finding God in the Changes. Finding God in the Changes. I know that um, changes is not easy for most of us, and I, I wanted to uh, share this um, message because I really felt that in the middle of last year, God started showing me something very valuable in how I need to transition from one change to the other. There was a very old, wise uh, sage that said, the only constant we have in this life is change. But most of us don't like change. And so I want to uh, just uh, just invite you to come in and listen to this. And for those online, get yourself ready. I think God has a word for you. And for us in person, I believe that God wants to solidify and strengthen what we're about to enter in 2021. So if, if our, the only constant we have is change, there is something that we have to learn in the changes, in what and how we transition from one change to another. So we can't say, you know, a lot of us say, we just, I just don't want change. It's impossible. That is a certainty that there's always change in one day, a 24-hour span, and how the year is going to progress in 2021. So I started looking at uh, the famous quotes that were popping up in the year 2020, and this one here was the one of them. It says, just when I think I learned the way to live, things change. Have you ever done that? You're working really hard to get really used to doing something and all of a sudden, 
things change and you got to actually change again the way you face things. The other one is change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. As people of God, there are so many of us are stuck where we don't belong. We're stuck in unbelief, stuck in doubt, stuck in our fear. And God says, you don't belong there. We are stuck in many things. And I wanted to share this one quote that was a very old quote from Mark Twain. And he said, the only person who loves change is a wet baby. And I can tell you that's that's true with Sammy. And so we're always forever changing him. But the fact is, is that when big changes come to our life, we often find that it's unsettling. Am I the only one? It's just unsettling to have so many changes. Changes creates chaos internally and unfortunately affects our externals, doesn't it? When we are, you know, chaos is reigning internally, we get impatient, frustrated, anger, and does that affect our externals? Yes, it does. So change brings first internal uh, chaos and then affects us externally. If If you're anything like me, you'd prefer control over chaos. All right. But we live in a pandemic that produces change on a continuous, continu- continuous loop. <laughs> I hate loops for that. Uh, have you ever seen a loop after a video where it's the same song or the same play going on? And it's, it just drives me absolutely crazy. So really the reality of year 2020 was that changes came continuously. There were updates, daily updates, weekly updates, and all of those updates brought what? change. And and so what it produced in a lot of people, if we were really honest, it produces anxiety, fear, panic, and even paralysis in most of the people. So the question is, is how do we transition from one change to another while we're waiting out this pandemic? We understand, yes, praise God that they're, you know, that the, the vaccines are out, but we don't know the outcome to any of that. And so there will always be further changes coming in 2021. So we can't enter in saying, I just don't want any more changes. It's an impossibility. So we have to understand that there's something that we have to learn while we're waiting out the pandemic. How will we walk out the changes in 2021? without giving into the same failures we experienced last year. All of us experienced failures. Am I the only one here? So we don't want to go back to what we've experienced last year. We need to learn. So how do we stop embracing fear and run headstrong in 2021 in faith? Because there's going to be lots of uncertainty. I don't know about you, but when I consider the difficulties of pressing forward without knowing where I will end up, I am tempted to retreat, to withdraw, to isolate. These are familiars for us when we are faced with the unknown. What I, what I know is that, and I discovered in 2020, is that in the middle of the mess, while I'm waiting for the changes to happen and how I'm going to be dealing with that, I needed to find God in all of those things. If I didn't, then I would be stuck somewhere I didn't belong. 
like a place of being overwhelmed or overtaxed or never really finding that place of peace or or rest. We don't want to be stuck in those places. So what is it truly about change that we don't like? Well, the definition of change is to make different in some particular way. So it says here, change makes everything different in some particular way or it alters what we want. It alters what we thought it should be. Many of us, you know, when we look at life situations, we have particularly like expectations. And so we go into it thinking, okay, this is the way it's going to happen. And boom, it changes. And so those changes, they alter our perspective and our way of dealing with it. That's where we lose our peace. That's where we become impatient. That's where we struggle with anger and so on and so forth. So the rest of that definition of change is to give a different, a different course or a direction to place with another, to replace with another. So we go in thinking, okay, this is what's going to happen tomorrow, and all of a sudden it changes, and that's what it does. It just changes over and over in our life. Now, could it be that the reason we don't like change is that we have no control over it? Uh, we fool ourselves into thinking that we do. Because I know for years, because of my OCD, I figured that I was, I had control. Because I, I experienced so much uncertainty and unpredictability, I needed to feel like I was in control. But to come to discover as I started walking with God that I had absolutely no control and I was just fooling myself. My life was unmanageable and I really needed God in my situation. I needed to find God in the changes that were happening in me personally, in my home, and as I became a mother and a wife, all of those changes I really needed to to find God. So I needed to realize I had no control and that I had no way of knowing where anything was going to lead me. That's the same thing with the pandemic. We don't know where this pandemic is going to lead us. We understand that financially, economically, socially, the fabric of life has changed. But do we kind of know this is what's going to happen, A, B, C, and D? Anybody, please tell me, because then I'll call you a prophet. You can come and preach today. But ultimately, all we can actually rely on is the certainty of God today. So changes can be an amazing experience that brings forth growth in our life, transformation, victory, and a greater knowledge of God if we know how to transition from one change to the other. If we don't, it could bring us that fight that comes, that fight against fear, against fatigue, against failure, and it can consume us, cause us to be consumed by doubt. So if you're looking at how you transitioned the changes last year, where did you go? Did you become, did you grow in your knowledge of God where it made you understand that he was greater than what you were going through? You walked in victory or did you fall to that pattern where you were continuously fighting against the fear and the fatigue that brings that comes along with that and also always, always afraid to fail? See, we have a choice in how we respond to the changes. Abraham Maslow says this, in any given moment, we have two options, to step forward into that change and grow, or to step back into our safety, 
We heard a testimony today that God had removed this one woman out of her comfort zone. And I think that was what we needed to do. Because in our comfort zone, that's our familiar. It's all about us, our strength, our abilities. But in the end, it will never deliver what it promised. And so when we, when we have that choice before us to either step forward with God, knowing that he has a plan, or step back in our safety, we have to respond. We, we have a choice to respond to those changes. Now, I have an illustration that kind of explains, you know, how do we transition from one place to another. When I got my license at 16 years old, I was determined that I was going to buy myself a car, and I found a beauty. Dun, 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 dun. I got a 1973 Blue Bug Beetle, and I was so proud of it. Now, it didn't mean anything to me, never mind that I didn't know how to drive it. It was a standard. I never drove a standard. I just got my license. But also, too, it had no heating in it at all. It was the summertime. Who cared? You know, so <laughs> I didn't think winter was coming. But so here I was. I bought this bug. I ran to my brother, asked him to give me $500 for it. And he thought I was crazy that I was buying a, a lemon. And maybe so. But I wanted that car. And so so when I, I remember calling him and saying, hey, listen, thank you for the 500, but can you do me another favor? Can you go and get it for me? Because I don't know how to drive it. <laughs> so he had to go and get it and bring, bring it back. And at that moment, my brother looked at me and says, okay, it's time for lessons now. I don't know if any of you ever actually met my brother, Eve. Uh, he's pretty... Uh, intimidating. And he said, no, I'm going to teach you how to drive a standard. I should have said no, uh, but I said yes. I remember my brother taking me out and I discovered the hard way that if you didn't shift at the right time, you'd either stall out, lose momentum, or send that. My brother would say, if you don't stop, you're going to send the sweet ride to an early grave. You got to learn how to shift while you're going, when you're going forward. And I just had such a hard time. Time. Still, no matter how tired I got when it came to changing and shifting gears, my brother was relentless. He was going to teach me how to drive this car. He helped me understand the importance of shifting gears at the proper time. No matter how I felt, that car required that I had to shift gears because if it didn't, you can hear the motor going crazy. And he kept on saying, you've got to do this or you're going to destroy your engine. So life is the same way for us. We need to learn to find God as we transition from one change to another. And if we don't get great in shifting in this transitions, in those transi transition, we risk not gaining speed, getting paralyzed in the midst of that event, and losing our purposes, and killing ourselves with worry, anxiety, fear, and fatigue. See, the next lesson my brother taught me was, before I blew up my engine, was he decided to bring me on a hill. Uh-huh. So all of you who've already driven a standard, you know what hills do. They put you in an automatic heightened state. 
<laughs> so here I was, I was on that hill, and my brother was trying to teach me how to shift gears, going to one and two as I was going up that hill. And unfortunately, my focus was just on the top of the hill. Let me get there. Let me get to the top of the hill. And my brother would actually scream at me, stop looking at the top of the hill. You need to focus on the car. Focus on not the hill, but focus on the shifting gears, your pressure between the gas and the brakes. You need to listen to the motor. It will tell you when you need to shift. If it revs too high, you've got to shift. And he was telling me all of this. I tell you this because my hillside experience transformed my perspective in driving a standard. It helped me recognize how and when I needed to do the shifting appropriately so that I could uh, drive this car smoothly. Because for a long time, I was doing the bunny hop. (laughs) And my brother was going, oh my goodness, how is she going to get, that's why he gave me the hillside experience. Now, the same is, it is the same for us today. We need to change our perspective while waiting this pandemic out. Our focus is always, when will this come to an end? Is it not? Oh, well, that's good. But for us, most of us, we're going, I can't wait until this comes to an end. When we should be focusing on what God is showing us in the middle of this pandemic. What is he showing us in the middle of all the changes, the transition? There was a quote that I saw where it says this, how we get here to there matter, uh, matters as much, if not more, than getting there. It's the same thing what my brother was trying to teach me. Forget about the hill. What matters is how you're going to get here to there. Because if you can't get here to there and you stall out everywhere, we're never going to get anywhere. But many of us have stalled out in 2020. Many of us have lost momentum, and we have to come back to understand that change is inevitable. But we need to learn how to transition to shift gears properly, and we need to bring God in to do that. That's why the series is Finding God in the Changes. Many of us have not found God in 2020 when it comes to transitioning from all the changes we are facing. So I wanted to get up that hill that day, and my, my brother wanted me to, to learn the lesson. And I believe it's the same thing that God is trying to teach us today. God wants to teach us to handle the changes well. He wants to teach us how to shift gears come to an end. So let's not ignore the messy middle because we don't like feeling or experiencing all of these things because when we are there, we need to understand God is there too. God wants to bring freedom as we shift and transition from one from one change to another. He doesn't want us to continuously experience fear, fatigue, and failure. I don't know about you, but I've had enough of wearing those t-shirts. I want to burn them in 2021 and realize that I want to learn how to do this. C.S. Lewis says this, there are far better things ahead than any we have left behind. I don't know about you, but you have to realize, let's leave behind what happened in 2020 and let's look ahead. When we find God in our changes, we realize that truly what is ahead is better than what we have left behind. We have to stop grieving those things we have not done well. We have to put an end to the shame and the guilt. We have to realize that today God is calling us out to climb 
climb that hill in victory and with a momentum that nothing can stop us. If God is for us, who can be against us? So this brings us to the way that we can see in scriptures the right way to handle change. The one thing to recognize when facing changes in year 2021 is that God himself never changes. This is the bedrock of our peace, security, and confidence. But we make other things our bedrock. But those types of bedrock, they crumble underneath you. But he never changes. When we, fa- when we are faced with the past or present or future, we need to bring this thought in the forefront. God himself never changes. He is the anchor for dealing with all changes because he is the one thing that can be counted on never to change. That's why we call him a sure foundation, the rock that is higher than I, that he is my fortress, my refuge, and my strong tower. Why do you think those names are ascribed to him? Because he doesn't change. Praise God. Therefore, change in the hand of a changeless God is safe and will yield good fruit to those that respond, the responding correctly, and embrace the thought that no matter what is going on, God is with us. While it is always difficult to face the bigger changes that we're going to head this year, God will always be there ready to continue what he started. So if you find that you have actually did not deal with the transitions of last year, trust me when I tell you when God starts, he does complete. That is your hope. That is your promise today. The Bible teaches us that change is a useful part of God's plan to accomplish his purposes in us. This is wonderful when we know that. And when change comes our way, we need to embrace it with confidence and assurance that he has good in store for those who will lean on him. Many of us in a transition between the changes, we didn't lean on him. And we came to recognize that New Year's Eve, that we didn't take hold of the right things to fill the void. We took hold of the wrong things. I I put myself in that one too. So many things when they come, the changes come, it just shakes us to that place that we run to our familiars. Is that right? We run to what we go in order to keep ourselves safe or, or to hide ourselves. And God is asking us to take hold of something different, to start leaning on him and finding him in the changes. The reality is this. This is what I saw in 2020 in my own life. I don't know about you today. Chaos comes when we are in the middle of navigating the disruptions of a life without bringing God in. You want to know why you lost your peace, why chaos came to your marriage? You failed to bring God in. And it's so simple. Because of Jesus, I can go to him 24-7. The confidence is I don't have to get anything right. He got everything right for me. So when I am faced and I see chaos, I just need to start leaning in on him more than leaning in my fears or anxiety. There were times in 2020 where I did not think I would make it. But here I am in 2021. Yes, I know it's only the third But I'm starting to understand that I no longer rely on the same habits that I I experienced last year. I don't have to go back to those patterns that actually draw me to myself. I need to be drawn to something much bigger. 
And so why? Because I learned last year that in the changes, God wants me to transition from one to another and bring him in. You say, well, how do you bring him in? I just actually acknowledge my need of him. God, I can't do this. God, I, have you not fi- felt the resistance with the changes last year? Come on, I can't be the only one. Hey, listen, I wanted to retreat. I wanted to let go. I wanted to, you know, just, just check out. And I knew I had to fight those things. There was a battle going on in, in, on the top of my head. And I realized that the enemy wanted me to go to my familiars and not go to God. But every time I chose God, every time I did it, I experienced him in a different level. And I believe that we need to create room for God in 2021 because he's asking you to adjust your life to truth instead of what you are feeling or what you believe that might not actually line up to the word of God. Let me give you a scripture in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the the heavens, heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know what this means is that God is sovereign and you can trust him. See, the fear of transition creates questions and concerns in all of us. For those that say we don't, I think you've numbed yourself to a place where you actually are living in denial. Because really the reality of what we lived in 2020 has exposed many things, and I'm hoping you are embracing that exposure because if God permitted you to see it, it's because he wants to set you free. But the only way he can set you free is that you allow him in. You say, okay, God, I get it. This is what I did when this was before me. I don't want to do this anymore. See, in order to stop that eternal, that internal chaos, I had to face the facts. I couldn't control the narrative anymore. I remember it was April, mid-April, and Jay was making me laugh because he was outside with his Bermuda shorts because it was so sunny, but there was snow everywhere. It was kind of like, you know, just a paradox. Whoa, wait a minute. He's out there with his Bermuda shorts with snow. And it dawned on me. You know, there are times we just don't understand why things are happening. I didn't understand why he was doing that. <laughs> I just, I know he's kind of corpy. So I went, okay. God, you're wanting me to understand something in all this. You wanted me to understand that I can't control the narrative anymore. And I needed to let go. So many of us, we have control issues, beloved. I needed to let go. Though it was a slow process, I began to see that God was and is in control of all the narrative. That's where his sovereignty comes into play that I was fundamentally safe and all I had to do was trust and obey him. I had to let go and all, and all, it, it all came down to this. Can I find God in the changes? Learning how to shift gears while I waited for God to show me how to do this was the hardest thing. But this is what I I came to. Do you remember at the beginning when God gave me a verse at the beginning? All I had was a word and my faith. The word was, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Do you remember Exodus 14? God had given me that just the week before the pandemic came. 
And that word kept me going forward, kept me transitioning from change to change without losing sight that God was bigger. I had to let go and let God guide me through the changes and teach me how to transition through it all, focusing on the right things. See, I don't know what you're facing today or what you need to let go of. But I pray that God would give you a word in due season. You see, we as a church, as leaders, we know what we're going to be doing in 2021. And if you will be, if you let us lead you and you follow us, we will help you find God in the changes. We will help you learn to transition from one thing to another. We are going to be putting many things before you because we understand, which we've been saying for months, you cannot stay passive as you navigate through the changes coming in 2021. You've got to actively, intentionally seek God and lean on him because as you find him in this, you are going to discover how great he is, that he is the great I am, that he is God almighty, all powerful, all knowing, and you have nothing to worry about. May the world get chaotic around us, but our God will always be the same. He is changeless. We need to come to that conclusion and we need to return to that place of rest. You see, rest is about peace. And the only way, it's not because of my circumstances. You see, a lot of us, we think rest is all I need is a vacation. No, no. Most of you can go on vacation. Your soul is not restful at all. Rest comes because we know fundamentally that God is in control, no matter what circumstances. We bank on something greater than our ability to change our environment. We bank on him, his changeless character. We need him while we wait and endure between the two places of change. So we, I want to finish off with our verse that goes along with this, this series. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty. Is life weighing heavy on you? If the burden you are carrying is too much to bear, you need to come to Jesus. It's so simple. Sometimes we f- we miss it. Why? Because only he can give you the rest you are looking for. So the first invitation for you to come is for your salvation. To rest is to put your burdens in God's hand and enjoy his provision of forgiveness and eternal life. And we do that by confessing our need, that we can't fix our brokenness, that he can. And we commit our life and our will to him and to his care and control. Once we've come to Jesus, he invites us to hook up with him as disciples. Now, hooking to Jesus' yoke enables us to live out life well. Following Jesus won't make every problem in your life disappear. Jesus didn't say you would no longer have burdens if you hitched your wagon to him. No, that's not what he said. He said that their weight would decrease. See, a suitcase packed full may be 
too heavy to carry. But if the, if the case has wheels, your burden will become lighter through, though your circumstances haven't changed. See, sometimes we willingly carry the suitcase, the burden that we have in that suitcase, and God says, here, Mona, let me give you wheels. You go, no, no, I'm going to do it my way. I, I can only trust my way. My way is the best way. And so you go along carrying the weight of your luggage, and God says, no, if you do it mine, I'm going to give you wheels under your suitcase. And no matter what circumstances happen, you won't, that, that weight of the responsibility of your life as a husband, as a wife, as a mother, as a, a child, as whomever, your leadership, or whatever your title is today, God says the weight will decrease. The weight will decrease. God can put wheels on your burdens so that you can deal with them more easily. So 2021 will bring more changes. And God right now is asking us, can you find me in those changes? Can you find me? Because if you do, you'll transition from one to the other and find growth, find freedom and healing in that. Can you trust God to help you shift gears as you go from one change to another? We do not need to continue to fight the fear, the fatigue, and the defeat any longer in this crisis. It is a choice that we take. In the messy middle, God is doing something great in our life. In my mess, God was doing something great. Can you see it? Can you see it in your life? If not, you need to let go and let him show you how to navigate while you wait for the outcome to happen. And I'm going to finish with Isaiah 43, 18, 19, where it says this. The Lord says, forget what happened before and do not think about the past. Look at the new thing I am doing, I'm, I'm going to do. It is already happening don't you see it? I will make a road in a desert and, a ri and rivers in the dry land. See, many of us are not seeing it because we're focused on the wrong things. As I was going up the hill, I was focused on trying to get to, to the top of the hill, but I needed to focus on how to navigate the car. I needed to focus on how God was going to do this through me. We need to find God while we are waiting in 2021. We need to bring him. And as a church, I believe we will help you find God if you are willing to follow through. I can give you every re resources available, but you have to pick up the resources, beloved. As I had to let my brother teach me how to drive standard, you got to let us teach you how to go forward in, the year, in this year. Already things are happening. The question you need to ask yourself, do you want to be part of it? Can you see it? Can you see how God has used the changes in 2020 to make himself more real to you? We just heard the testimonies before this service. We have actually the reality and the evidence that God has been doing something right in our midst. I don't know about you, but I want to take hold of the right things this year. I want to lean on him. I need to find him in all of the changes that are going to occur in the days to come. I'm going to ask you to stand. I recognize that many of us are at a crossroads.
today. Some of us is because you haven't even actually taken that invitation to come to Jesus for your sin and to for, for forgiveness and so that you can receive eternal life. That's your first crossroads. This is where you start. But some of us as followers of Jesus, we actually resist his hand and think that we're in control of the narrative. And as long as that continues, beloved, in your transition, you will not actually win in those transitions. You will never find God in those places. But I believe God says, are you seeing it? I've already started. Can you just let me in? Can you let me do this? Can you let go and let me do what needs to be done in 2021? That is the invitation for all of us who are followers of Christ. For those that are online today, that's your invitation. First, to come to him for salvation. Secondly, to follow him as Lord and Savior. When we let him come in the changes, he helps us shift from one to the other, and we learn, we grow, we heal, we walk in freedom. Many of us are stuck at the wrong place. And it's not because God cease to be changeless he stays the same it's us that we need to go to him so let me pray for you and as I pray for you is there anything that you recognize you're stuck whatever it is God says I'm the God of compassion and love you talk to me you be honest with me and I will actually help you transition I believe that let's bow our heads this morning Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you, God, that you are a God that wants to be found by us. God, distance happens between you and and I because I let chaos reign because I refuse to let you take control. But God, I'm asking today that we would understand that we were never in control of the narrative, but you were. And we are safe in your hands. We are safe walking with you, knowing that you have a plan and a purpose for us. And so, God, we lay down all those burdens, those concerns, those fears, those anxious thoughts to you today. And we believe today that we we believe that you are who you say you are, and we choose you. God, I take hold of all of those things, and I'm asking, God, that you would speak to your people. Just a a word. And I know you were speaking to them because I saw it all over them here in person. I don't know about online, but I do know you can do as much work here as you do there as well. God, I'm asking for a greater revelation of what you're about to do in the days to come and that we can find you in all this, that we are not left alone to our own devices. You are there keeping a hold on us, but we have to choose you over a lot of other things that we think is safer. God, I'm asking for just a blessing of your presence over everybody who's hearing this message this morning, that they would get a greater understanding of your love, your forgiveness, and your compassion. God, I thank you for what you're going to do this year ahead of time, and I believe that we will experience some great moments of revival in the midst of this assembly. And I thank you for your faithfulness over us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Don't leave discouraged today. Don't leave without hope. Can you not see it? God has already started. He's asking you to move on with him. Thank you for coming today. May God bless you as you do your things. Please don't forget to come tonight.